Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. My story was that um, about uh, 53 years ago, I was uh, living on a reserve at Deniloquin in New South Wales, down on the, down on the Edward River, uh, where I had my first contact with the Salvation Army, and um, they came helping us uh, build some of our huts and that on the riverbank, and... Uh, you know, bringing, uh, bringing some food and stuff and helping with that. They uh, got the, um, the health people to, uh, to get the injections for the kids, you know, sort of stuff. So uh, some really just basic everyday sort of things, but very important for the Indigenous people at the time. So there's, a lot, there's plenty of memories about all that, I can tell you, mate. It was, you know, it was, um, uh, it was a bit rough and ready at times and uh, very difficult uh, circumstances sort of stuff. But there were a lot of other people too that were living on the, on the riverbanks and... Uh, uh, people from probably mixed marriages like my, my parents, you know, um, where we, were, we weren't able to uh, live in a house down on the mission, like at Ballarenal where, where I was born, actually. Um, but uh, so we, we were sort of reserves or riverbank people or, you know, the government crown land, as they called it in those days, sort of stuff. So, yeah, it was tough to, to you know, that'd be, the, that'd be the word I'd say. I, uh, it was tough. Both my parents, you know, they were... We might use the word, they were good drunks, if you like, if there's such a thing. Um, but both them, and, and I saw a wonderful conversion in my father. Um, I, I remember my, my dad going to one of the Salvation Army meetings and, and uh, he was drunk, he staggered in. And, uh, you know, they give the invitation to come forward for prayer and, and stuff. And my dad went down the front, he fell down to the knees on his knees. I don't know whether he thought he was going out the front of the hall, but he went to the wrong place. Well, it was the right place at the time and he fell down. And I noticed when he got up, he was standing straight. Now, if you want to see a modern-day miracle or you see something like that happen in your life, it's something that just stuns you, you know. When I saw my dad, that happened to my father, and uh, so much so that the next day, the person that actually prayed with him that, that night didn't even recognise him. He'd changed that much outwardly, you know. And so when I saw that, I saw that with my own eyes, I said, going home, I said, Dad, I said, I want what you got, you know. I said, I want, I want to know that. I want to know that God, you know. Uh, there's something going on. And both my parents, you know, my mum followed a little bit a little bit later, two or three years later, I think it was after that, Dad's conversion. But she just gave up drinking and smoking just like that, just no, no AA program, no nothing. Could I not believe? <laughs> you know, I just saw God at work. I saw God at work in, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful way. And, and you know, my, my faith has never wavered over the years, you know, because I, I just, I've got to believe because I know. I was just on 12. 12 years of age, so I guess I saw uh, Christianity uh, displayed in a, in a very positive way with, uh, you know, the sleeves rolled up and really getting into it, you know, sort of stuff. So I was very impressed with that as a young person and, uh, you know, I became a Christian uh, those many years ago, 53 years ago now, um, and, um, and sort of been with, uh, been with the Salvation Army ever since and, and working in, uh, you know, in a ministry area, not as an officer or whatever within the Salvation Army, but working with one of the other churches. I, I worked for, you know, the Uniting Aboriginal Island Christian Congress uh, and uh, I head up that at the moment and uh, we went ahead and, uh, and, and got a little granny flat down there to bring some of the young people down as part of this Rescue Our Youth program that we got, a uh, strategy, uh, special strategy in place. And we're inviting young people from some of the country areas, rural areas, whatever, to come down and spend some time with us. And what we do, we take them out of an environment where they see probably nothing but negativity fights, alcohol, you know, drugs, a whole range of things, and you take them down to an environment and you just sort of just give them a dip, you know what I mean? Like they, they see something different, they get excited, 
and uh, some of them say, well, look, we'd like to stay longer or we want to come back and be involved in, in something that's, uh, you know, whether it's music or whether it's uh, doing some screen printing or motor macking or, uh, you know, wood turning or something like that or, or doing any of those sorts of things. I mean, we've got st uh, stacks of visions and hopes for the future. Uh, with music, we want to introduce young people to music. We've had some of them come down and have a belt on the drums in the music room and the guitars and things and who knows where they might go from there or they might be involved in sport or stuff. So, and building, uh, building with some of the families, uh, the relationships and, and an organisation that, that's solid, that's there uh, and that people can come down, they know they can count on us and they know that there are people there that are concerned about their well-being and that sort of stuff. So it's just, you know, there's opportunity after opportunity presents themselves. There's plenty to do, mate. There's none. <laughs> we're not going to run out of work, I can tell you that much now. We're just, uh, we've got just so many things that are happening and it's, uh, it's really excellent.